Hello and welcome to the HR Sucks podcast, where we'll get down to the good, the bad, and the crap of workplaces today. With us on this episode is Caroline Connolly, CEO of OptoTest. Established over 18 years ago, OptoTest is a worldwide leader in fiber optics, producing the fastest, most accurate, and most reliable test solutions in the industry. As a rare female in the fiber optics business and in the C-suite, Caroline recognizes the opportunity and responsibility to highlight compassion for diversity within her team in the industry and for young men and women trying to pave their path. She is also a mom and a wife. Her focus is on being a better version of herself every day and opening the doors for her team to do the same. Keep listening and find out what makes Caroline and OptoTest a success and how important building a team is to a company's success. You know, we had a call before this and we were talking about like males and females working together and how yeah. to develop that, that respectful relationship. And I'm sure, it, you know, there are, there are a lot of situations where men just, they just don't know any better sometimes. That's right. And I think, I think as women, it's really important for us to recognize that where the intention is. You know, mm-hmm. in many cases, the intention is not to make you look, you know, silly or or make you look incompetent. Sometimes they just this is how they were raised or this is what they witnessed when they were kids and teenagers and in their workforce. And so we have to be OK with taking the time to educate them. I mean, and then when we're taking the time to educate them, if they if they still don't want to change completely different story. Right. But, you know, I I think something that a lot of people don't really understand is women being in the workforce is a very new thing still. I mean, women have only really been in the workforce, at least at the capacity that they're at now, where, you know, it's, it's the workforce is almost 50% female at this point. Mm -hmm. In what, what would you say the last 20, 30 years, probably? I don't know the statistics on that, but yes, definitely it's new. I mean, my mom would have never thought of having a job like I have. Never would have crossed her mind. Yeah. And so because of that, I've, this is where we need to use our, our empathy skills. (laughs) Uh, and you know, we have to be okay with, with educating men on, Hey, this is how, you know, this is how you develop that relationship. This is how you communicate. We get it. We understand what we're doing. Here's maybe where you can help me understand things a little bit better, but I'm really, I'm okay in this area or just having that more collaborative relationship. I feel a lot of times in situations like the one you described earlier, um, you know, they, the, usually they check out the other the other party involved they check out and then they go kind of talk to everybody else about it right. and then it creates this very toxic environment and all yep. this time the you know there are some men who they're just like I didn't know I, I didn't know they felt this way I didn't know I was saying something wrong and I feel that we have a great opportunity especially you who you work in a male-dominated industry yep and, and someone like you has such a great opportunity to really move that needle of men and and women having a respectful, collaborative relationship. Yes. And it's so important. And, you know, it's, it's not about like we do harassment training and all of that, of course, 
And that's important and it's, it's got its place, it's got value, but it's more about encouraging women to come to the table too, right? You go into a room and you often, you will see, and I read this in a book too, but I watched it. You'll see women kind of try to sit at the back of the room and trying to encourage them, hey, you know, we need your voice. We want your voice. Everyone here wants your voice. And if you've noticed, and I had this happen to me yesterday, I was in a call with two men, two, uh, two people that I work with, both very respectful, both, you know, just generous people. And I'm not, but they, one told me his point, the next one told me his point. And I started to tell my point halfway through, they interrupted me. And I thought, you guys, you know, I don't know why you do it. And I don't know if it's because they need to get their voice heard. Um, but I waited a little bit and I said, okay, but I didn't finish my point. And they both went, I'm sorry. So, you know, just that understanding of those little nuances, I think that really helps. Because I we tend to just ignore it and just walk away and be quiet. And we can't do that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And sometimes I forget because I'm a very outspoken person. If you're doing something that's like bothering me, I'm going to say it. I don't care who's hearing it or who's around. Like in your situation, if it kept happening, I would have been like, guys, can you please stop interrupting me? Let me finish what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I have to recognize not there are very there are tons of women who are just not that comfortable, you know, and so would do you have any advice for women who maybe aren't as outspoken and big mouth as I am on how to approach situations like that where number one, they're dealing with a male coworker or supervisor who doesn't really allow them to have a voice or, or not allow them, but they're just not aware that they need to be yeah. given a voice um, or how, how would you suggest somebody who maybe they're not in a management, they're an entry-level position, communicate this? Yeah, that's a tough question. And I guess if I were coaching somebody that came into my office and was, you know, giving me some facts or whatever, I'm not sure. I would probably ask them first to say something and go back to that person and say, you know, maybe not say this is how I felt because that doesn't seem to resonate well um, mm -hmm. with men as much as you know, maybe this is what I heard, or this is what you said, and you didn't listen to me. And I need to make this clear. And here's why it's important. Because we tend to, or at least I, I don't know about you, I have a lot of gut feelings. And I call it gut feelings. But it's not random. It's always based on a lot of data and a lot of information that's been going in for a period of time, you know, years and then I say, oh, my gut feeling is we should do this. And people just don't believe you. So communicate why you're saying something. And don't let guys get away with it. Like, they need to know too. And, but do it in a way that's safe. Like, you know, it's not men versus women, right? It's, hey, you need to hear me because. Completely agree. And and you're right. I love that point you made about it's not men versus women. It, no. it we are a team. Yep. Like we, I mean, we as females can recognize. We can go around saying, okay, we want equal rights, and we can do all these things. And but there's just this whole other 
you know, met, there's a whole other sex or gender on the earth that actually they're the ones that we need the acknowledgement from in a way. And, and so we have to work with them. We have to, you know, get them inspired and, and let them see the benefits of working with women and allowing women mm-hmm. to have a voice. And, and because I feel like that to me, that is moving the needle is, is when a, when a man who previously would not have been outspoken about it after working with a female comes out and they're starting to see the injustices themselves. They're recognizing, Hey, how did that make you feel? Like I I saw that happening, you know, what can I do to help? To me, that is moving the needle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everybody helping everybody, right. Understanding the differences and accepting them. Agreed. What do you, what is the number one thing you attribute to the success of your company? Oh, our, our team. We, we have such wicked smart people and they're so very dedicated to the cause of Optotest that sometimes I just can't even believe it. Like they just want what's best for the company. And I have young people, I have people that are right now in their thirties, early thirties that are celebrating seven year, eight year, 10 year anniversaries with us. They're just dedicated to what we do. That's amazing. And that is, yes. is a rare find for rare. that demographic. Yeah. Yep. That, that's millennial and generation Z. Yep. I mean, it, I feel that there is a lot of communication out there of saying, well, this is how it is. Millennials only stay for a year. They only stay for two years. And it's, and it's pushing you to accept that fact. I'm like, no, I don't think it has to be that way. I think that you have to mature as a company, as they mature as a professional and, yeah. and can continue to provide them with opportunities so they don't leave yeah and they do need opportunities and you know we're a small company so if you look at it from the outside maybe the opportunities don't feel so big you know we're not we're not promoting you know 10 ceos in our company because you know we we just don't have that but we try to provide other ways that they can grow and learn for themselves that's the whole cultural uh culture of continuous improvement right Yes, it is. Why would a talented professional choose to work for your company? They would work for us because of the team. If they're a culture fit, they're going to love it at OptoTest. And they're going to love the people they work with and want to help all the people that they work with. That's amazing. What Are you all currently hiring for positions? Um. No, not really. Um, With COVID, we're kind of in hold pattern right now, honestly. I think, I mean, if we found, if we came across a a fiber optics engineer, we'd probably find a space for him. And (laughs) we probably are going to need some assemblers coming up pretty soon again. So I hope. (laughs) Yes. Well, we're starting to see the trend going back up. So good, good, good. Yeah. I mean, especially in your industry, it's just such now more than ever, I would say people are so dependent on what you all are doing and for their school and their work life at this point. Yes, absolutely. They are. Yep. Where can listeners find you opto test, you know, so, you know, in your, in your job Mm -hmm. openings and things like that. Oh, you can go to optotest.com. Of course, our website, we have a lot of great information. In fact, we just released a new ebook on testing connectors. So check that out too, if you're interested. 
Um, and of course, I'm on LinkedIn. Optotest is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn and almost all of our employees are. Amazing. So that's Optotest, O-P-T-O-T-E-S-T dot com for everybody who's interested in checking them out if they have any job openings or anything like that. And also you can find Caroline on LinkedIn, like she said. Caroline Connolly, C-O-N-N-O-L-Y. I had to memorize that, by the way, because- <laughs> Good job. You know, there's there's so many different ways to spell Connolly. And yes, I'm like, okay, there. double N, double L. I kept saying that in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. That was fun. Uh, it was fun. See, <laughs> I'm not that bad, am I? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> You're terrific. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at HRSucks. Uh, we put out content almost every day. Sometimes it's funny, and most of the time we try to be as educational as possible. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat. HR sucks. We know, but it doesn't have to. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.